Welcome to the second season of A New Voice of Freedom, the podcast taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity written by Ronald Keith Messer are now broadcast on weekdays using a shorter format. Podcast six of season two is entitled Hope. Ron, much is said about the three theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity. Faith and charity appear to get the lion's share, and hope seems almost an afterthought. However, they are always given in the above order, faith first, hope second, and charity third. In Paul's words, And now abideth faith, hope, and charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Why are they given in that order, and how does hope differ from faith? Everything, of course, begins with faith. Without faith, there would be no action. But I'd like to share with you three stories of my childhood that helped me distinguish among the three theological virtues. They all happened when I was very young. The first two stories happened when I was nine or ten years old or thereabout, and the third happened when I was twelve. All three stories are as vivid as yesterday. All three have a funny side and a serious side. Funny because they ended happily. Serious because they could have ended tragically. I raced five boys alone. I know that feeling. As a boy, I liked dark, enclosed places. I would crawl under the house without a flashlight, even though I knew it had spiders and dirt daubers and wasps. The black widow spider, with its red hourglass on its black back, was probably the most dangerous. We lived in a one-story house in central Packlet, South Carolina. It was on cinder block and very low to the ground and difficult to crawl under. That did not deter me, so I forced my small body between the house and ground. But as soon as my shoulders were through, I became stuck tight. I couldn't crawl forward and I couldn't crawl backward without clawing my back on the asbestos shingles and scraping my stomach in the dirt. So I was fixed. I struggled and struggled, but for no purpose. Oddly enough, I was at total peace. I felt no panic, no fear, no consternation, for I knew that in half an hour, Daddy would come home from work and rescue me. So I just laid my face down in the dirt and waited. On time, I heard my father drive up into the yard and get out of the car. I kicked my feet and yelled. He came over and pulled me out without injury. I can relate to that with my boys, only they didn't have a father in the home. Define faith, hope, and charity for me. There are three kinds of faith. Faith in self, faith in others, and faith in God. In the above, my faith was in my father. My hope was the feeling of peace and certainty that I would be saved. The charity was shown by my father in rescuing me. He freed me like a bird in a cage. And like any little wild creature, as soon as he pulled me from the house, I ran off to play before supper, probably not even thanking him. Paul compares faith to power. He said, Though I have faith, so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. In this case, you had faith in your father's power to rescue you. Okay. Tell me your second story. My family took me swimming at Rainbow Lake. It was a large man-made lake, very popular for swimmers. I think it was a church out in. I had not yet learned how to swim, so I went off by myself. I didn't know the lake well, and I stepped off a ledge. The drop-off was sudden. I immediately sank to the bottom over my head. When my feet hit the soft sand, I sprang up, yelled for help, and immediately sank back under. Again, I felt no fear. 
no panic, no thoughts of drowning. I remember thinking that I can keep this up all day until someone rescues me. Each time I came up, I would look around. Finally, I saw three young women. I yelled the word help and sank as before. They rushed over and pulled me out of the water. I remember an acute sense of embarrassment being saved by girls, and I was relieved when they left. Later, I was sitting on the bank when I saw the same three girls walking along the beach. They spied me and came straight for me. My heart sunk. They asked, of course, how I was doing, but I wouldn't talk to them. I mumbled something, and then they left. I regretted not thanking them a thousand times, but at that time I hadn't discovered girls, and they were an aggravation and an embarrassment. The same pattern occurs. You had faith that someone would come along and save you. Yes, of course. The lake was crowded. You had peace that you would be rescued. It was more like knowledge or a feeling of certainty, for there were plenty of people around. I did not choke. I did not grasp at straws, and I did not panic. My only fear was that I would be pulled further out into the lake, for the bottom was slanted. I deliberately kicked to keep from going in deeper water. They say a drowning man comes up three times. I was fixed for the long haul. I felt that I could jump up all day yelling help. I did not doubt that somebody would save me. And the three girls show charity, though you were a wretched little boy and didn't even thank them. It seems harsh when you put it that way, but I suppose that's true. And what was the third experience? We moved away from Central Packlet and lived on a farm in Cherokee County. I was 12. It was in Cherokee County in Thiggity Creek that I learned how to swim. That is how I can date the other experiences. We had a small farm all tractor on loan. One Saturday, my brother and I took the tractor for a spin. Chad, aged 14, was a natural driver. Me, not so much. The farm road was very narrow, almost one lane. There was a steep bank that dropped down into the woods on both sides. I watched Chad drive the tractor at full speed down the road, turn around without slowing down or backing up, and then driving back to give me my turn. Naturally, I thought I could do it too. I went full speed down the road, but when I attempted to turn around, I went straight over the bank. It was straight down. I don't know if I hit the brake or not, but probably I did, but without effect. I hit a tree, and that stopped the tractor dead. I remember even now flying over the front of the tractor. What I don't remember is how I landed under the back wheel of the tractor. I just suddenly realized that I was under the rear wheel and pinned to the ground. Luckily, the engine had stalled, and the tractor just sat on my leg. Fortunately, the thick forest floor was soft with old leaves. It was a lot like being stuck under the house. I felt no pain, just the heavy weight of discomfort. Again, I felt calm because I knew my brother would rescue me. Others had seen the accident and came running over. Somehow, they lifted the tractor off. I had no injuries, no bruises, and no discomfort. We got the tractor back on the road, and Chad drove it home. Again, faith in your brother. And my neighbors. Peace that you would be saved. Which came with knowledge and certainty. And the charity of those who saved you. That night, we were sitting around the fire in the living room watching TV. Naturally, Chad and I forgot to mention the accident to Daddy, but the neighbor who helped rescue me showed up at the door. The first thing he did was ask how I was and then explain the accident. I expected a reprimand from my father, but as it was his nature, he never said a word of criticism, and the incident was never brought up again. Your stories are all temporal, 
First you were saved by your father, next by three strangers, and last by your brother and neighbors. You had faith they would rescue you. You had peace in the knowledge that you would be saved. For me, the peace that comes with knowledge is what hope is. And you received the charity of those who rescued you. But how does that fit with spiritual things? How does being stuck under a house, stuck under a tractor, and stepping off a ledge into deep water fit with the three theological virtues? You already know the answer, don't you? I believe I do. Just as you had faith that your father, neighbors, which included the three girls, and brothers would save you, we have faith in Christ that he will save us. Just as you had hope or the peace that comes with certainty that you would be saved and your temporal life spared, because of our faith, we have hope that Christ will save us and give us eternal life. And finally, just as your father and brother and sister show charity, we depend upon the charity of Christ. That leaves a question, though. Why does Paul say that the greatest of the three is charity? So I know you know the answer. I will be happy to answer that. I do not remember giving thanks to those who saved me, but they saved me anyway. A father and brother and neighbor, of course, but also those three good Samaritans who were strangers saved me, people whom I deliberately ignored and even insulted by not speaking to them. Can you give a succinct definition of faith, hope, and charity? I think I can. Faith is action and power whether we see that power in self, in others, or in God. Hope is peace in the knowledge that we will be granted our deepest desires, whether in this life or in the kingdom of God, where we are given eternal life. And charity is doing good to others without expectations of reward or return or even gratitude. Christ suffered in Gethsemane for our sins before we were even born on this earth. In Paul's words, charity is the greatest because it defines Christ's pure love for us. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemingly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. Would you end this podcast by reading one of my favorite poems by one of my favorite poets? Emily Dickinson. Am I right? You're right. The title is actually the first line in the poem. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. And sweetest in the gale is heard and sore must be the storm that could abash the little bird that kept so many warm. I've heard it in the chillest land and on the strangest sea, yet never in extremity it asks a crumb of me. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.